0: Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another beer tastic
1: voyage. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Beer Tastic Voyage. My name's Kevin. I'm Mark, and I'm Justin. And today we get to sample the fruits of Mark's voyage, or the seas to to Bridgeport, Connecticut, as we have a couple of cans. What do we call these giant cans again? Crowlers. Crowlers, which are really cool looking. Um, from Brewport Brewing Company in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Well done. I used my words.
0: Woo! (laughs) You did it! All right. Mark, tell us about uh, Brewport Brewing Co. So I will first start off and say that it is very convenient to the ferry. It was hardly a detour at all to stop there. Now, talking about the brewery itself... They've been open for not even a year I would say there's not a whole heck of a lot of information out there as far as uh, history of the brewery itself. I can tell you that the brewmaster is this guy named Jeff Browning who is uh, a well-seasoned brewer from up in those parts and he teamed up with uh, the Barrett brothers uh, Bruce and John Bruce Barrett
1: that's a good like superhero right there I'm sorry to interrupt you there to, to uh, <laughs> I think it is I don't know about you guys
0: to you know start this venture so Brewport is this uh, uh, what's what's the style of pizza in Connecticut I'm drawing a blank I got a lot Mystic? of synthetic shitty no <laughs> no like
2: is there really one I had yes. no idea yeah
0: like, like, every, I want to say, say it's Newport style pizza. okay uh, never heard of I it. But might, I might have the wrong town name on it. Not going to lie, never heard of it. Anyway, so it's, it's a pizzeria slash brew pub. So I didn't partake in any pizza because we ate Slurp Ramen before we got on the boat to cross the Sound. No need for crappy pizza. So we just grabbed the uh, three crawlers that we have here and continued on our way to my uncle's house for Easter. So... We're starting off here with the uh, Barrett's brother Brown Ale, which is uh, 5.4% ABV. Actually, the Crowler says 5.6%, so I guess there's a little bit of flexibility there. As it should be. Yeah, uh, 5.4 came from the website, but the the can itself says 5.6 on the side. So I'm who not knows? I'm not going to quibble over two two tenths of per a percent. Well, well, I don't know about that after the lithology episode. That's right. I don't
1: know if the rest of their labels look this way, but they have a really cool old-timey ink line drawing of, of what I'm assuming is some kind of pump system, you know, with giant pulleys. It looks like there should be a guy driving a penny farthing around somewhere as well, and the Crowlers are pretty cool. I've never had... One of them before. I think the closest thing I've ever seen is that Foster's can. That's all I keep thinking about. It's not quite as as wide. As yeah, that. it's it's got less girth. It's more l- taller. Yes. You know, more taller. More taller. <laughs> but uh, but the first the smell on the Barrett Brothers Brown is really nice, and that first sip, I I thought it was tasted great.
2: Yeah, the the uh, the scent is uh, of very strong malt, and the the color is uh, actually pretty freaking dark. I get a lot of
0: roast in the nose.
1: Yeah, the it's the roast is is very prominent and I agree with you um it's definitely on the dark side for a brown. You know, it's it's bordering on black. I guess there's some light that can kind kind of sneak through, but I can't make out no, anything. I can't, on the other side.
2: I can't see much. I I can't see much anything. It doesn't have the uh that super black of a, a porter porter stout, but it's definitely pretty damn dark. No,
1: but I really this is this is as close to not being a porter or a stout as I think you can get.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, there's definitely a, a Venn diagram of flavors between those styles, and th- this is near the center.
1: Yeah, and right near the center where this is, it's also a little awesome star, as yeah. far as I'm concerned.
0: It's pretty good. Um, the, uh, the, the roast is
2: definitely uh, a, a strong um, on the finish. A bunch of a bunch of
0: roast on it yeah it's definitely uh definitely reminds me of diner coffee a little bit in the finish I'm gonna read you guys the flavor text for this one here so much like the Barrett brothers themselves this brown ale is smooth sophisticated and well rounded Brewing with copious amounts of English brown malt and then lightly hopped with traditional English hops allows this ale to be very approachable and drinkable with hints of chocolate and just enough earthy spice this is the intelligent choice for the sophisticated beer drinker
1: well i don't know if i feel sophisticated with the giant aluminum can in my hand <laughs> um, I, I really I, want to sit on a porch yeah. and drink out of that <laughs> right. and have people think like it's a cult 45 or something oh yeah what do you what you got i, I just I sprung today for the for the fosters that's what <laughs> i want <for>. cobra <laughs>
2: <laughs> rock and fuel roll <world> <laughs> all
1: <laughs> God, I
2: should to keep of, your feet stanky, stanky all night long damn yeah. <laughs> that is the best episode of any sitcom
1: ever i completely agree
2: for those of you that don't know look up news radio r.i.p phil Harmon, B- yeah. best ever
1: oh, man that show is funny but this is really really good and and i just want to keep i want i keep going back to it um I would almost call, I almost want to call it a light porter as opposed to a brown. Yeah, like it it just it's there's so much roast to it. Like I I want to create that new spot for it. Yeah, I would I you know again, definitely not anything near uh beer judge by any
2: stretch of the imagination, but it definitely feels like at, at least out of style from the we've had a we've had a we've had a bunch of browns here and I've had a bunch yeah. of browns on my own. It definitely strays I think way Roasty, but in, in a really great way. The malty beginning with the roasty end is good, right? Every time I drink it, I'm like, Oh, it's really roasty. I don't know if I want another sip, but you want one more. Sip. And then I wait a minute and it goes away, and then I have another sip, yeah, and it's, it's just like it's like you're having the first sip every time.
0: Yeah.
2: That's a that's the second, uh, uh, bare naked ladies uh, reference we've to had tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: You know what? I didn't even realize that, <laughs> but um. Justin, I need to I need to do it. What? I need to ask for a, 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 a clearance for a different rating because I want the whole Crowler to myself. So I'm going to rate it the Crowler and I want to keep it and I'm just going to hang it onto to it over here. Okay. Alright. You know what? I'm going to just write whatever the fuck I want for you.
2: And you can call it whatever you want. So is, well, what is it? Of... Um,
1: it's 32 fluid ounces. Yeah. So that's half a growler. So that's a bomber. Yeah. So I'll call it a bomber to make your life easier. Alright. <laughs> Stop crying! Stop crying! It's I'm, cry- just I'm watching the th-
2: tears stream down your face. I'm just telling you I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want. I'm I the webmaster. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'll copy and paste the thing that I want to copy and paste. Okay.
0: So, did but, anybody ever tell you you look like a penis with that eye on? <laughs> no. uh,
1: that's good yeah, advice. Actually. That's good advice, you know. <laughs>
0: so, um, this is
1: this is really tasty, and I hope that the next two are as good examples of their style as this is because if they are i'm really excited to open them up
0: yeah i mean the place hasn't been open that long and bridgeport isn't really the nicest area and the place at like two o'clock on saturday afternoon was packed like yeah like there was a guy wearing a yellow safety vest in the parking lot directing cars really that busy huh yeah all
2: right that's amazing so uh well, kick, let I'll kick off the ratings. I'm going to give this one. Wait, uh, did my did my you completely count.
0: forget Kevin's? Oh you, yeah,
1: you just. It, it wasn't easy for you, so you just blocked it out. Huh?
2: Pretty much, yeah. I. I it, was, it was invalid. You no, I reject I'm, your reality. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, using all alternate ratings,
2: alternate ratings. So I'm going to kick off my rating, and uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it a. Uh, I'm going to call it a pint. Honestly, it, it's a really good beer. It just the, the roast is a little bit too much for me to have more than that.
0: Yeah, I'm in agreement with you there. It, it's a pint for me. Uh, and that's also partly because I haven't, like, this is my first time drinking these beers with you guys as well, because, like I said, you know, they're set up as, like, more of a, a brew pub type place, and I had my wife and child with me, and I uh, just wanted to grab the beer and get on the way. You just, had just
2: gotten off the ferry, and we're like, okay, we escaped the ferry with the kid. Now we need to get where we're going.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was like, alright, I still got another hour drive ahead of me. Like, let let me just grab the stuff and get moving. You, you could have just slammed slammed the crawler while you were driving.
2: You know, who's yeah. gonna think? Who's gonna think this crazy giant thing is beer?
0: Route eight in Connecticut is not not a road that you want to. Do no, that kind of thing huh? No, I don't I don't think so. Forever, so what, kids.
1: Yeah. So what's the uh, what's the second one that you're opening up there that you're fighting with a little bit?
0: Yeah, so the next one we have is uh Hanley's Porter. Okay. And uh it is uh, a six percent alcohol beer. Actually, what does the can say? Six. Rotate, rotate, rotate. Okay, so this one actually matches. Uh it's got seventy IBUs, which I thought sounded high, but I guess we'll see what it tastes like. It's you said porter? Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Cause I know that occasionally like an Imperial Stat'll have a lot of IBUs, you know, and it gets offset by the alcohol anyway.
0: More beer part. on my phone.
2: And the malt. That's alright. It wouldn't be your your no, your phone without a beer f- on it.
1: Really terrible pouring one there. But this is another one pours out. This one's even darker than the last one, as the porter, and it's got that um, light tan to kind of cream head.
0: Yeah, it definitely has a roast in the aroma. I would say that it's probably not quite as strong as the brown was, though. No, I, yeah, not, the, not the, even close. The roast me.
1: scent is definitely not nearly as strong.
0: But oh, this is really, really smooth.
2: That's tasty too. That's killer. It's almost creamy like nitro. Like not it's not as
1: creamy as that, but it's close. It I can understand how you ha- how it has that. It has a definitely um thinner texture to it that gives it that little bit of creaminess.
2: Yeah, it's um it's a it's a, a bad sounding term, but oily on my tongue, but in a good way. Like I, it's hard to I make oily good, but it it's nice that it's that smooth, like not uh you don't feel the carbonation on your tongue until yeah. you swallow.
1: Yeah, the flavor doesn't really sit on your palate. It washes clean away. And for 70, you know, not that 70 IBUs is super high, but it I don't pick up a lot of hops I don't pick up a lot of the hop f- presence in it do you? No, but I mean, I, I
2: feel like they're going to they're going to hit this one early in the boil. So it's going to be right. probably not going to give us the, the like a hop aroma. Yeah. But it, 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 there's a definite bitterness, but oh, it's not it's not like the other one where we had that roast. Right. Now we're getting just a little bitter that balances I I'm, I'm what I'm
1: imagining is yeah. probably a pretty large malt bill yeah. on it. I wouldn't be surprised also if they hit the um the English malts again. Not the English malts, uh the English hops again.
0: Maybe yeah. on this one. Yeah, so let me let me let me read you the flavor text on this one cuz uh this one's kind of interesting to me. So uh this recipe is, or based on a recipe, this beer is based on a recipe that was bought in Dublin, Ireland, in eighteen sixty for five hundred pounds. Five hundred
1: pounds in eighteen sixty. Yeah, a fortune sh- in those days.
0: George Johnson of Ogdenburg, New York, brewed it in eighteen sixty-eight and sold the recipe for a lot stag. less to James Hanley of Providence, Rhode Island. In eighteen sixty, Guinness was by far the biggest porter brewery in Dublin and getting hold of their recipe would have been expensive since it must have been done without Guinness's knowledge there is no evidence that it was from Guinness and there were other Dublin porter brewers at the time but 500 pounds in 1860 so our brew has uh or this brew here that we have is uh, an OG of 15 degrees Play-Doh, 6% alcohol by volume, 70 IBUs, and the hops are English Challenger. Boom. Feel good yeah. about me picking you, out the English You killed hops. it. You killed it. So I
2: did a, I did a little Google-foo. So we got 500 pounds in 1860,
0: right? Yes. I believe that.
2: Yes. Okay. Correct.
0: The squiggly L? Yes.
2: yes. Yeah, that's yeah, pounds, pounds, right? Yeah. Five hundred pounds is six hundred and forty seven dollars now. And six hundred and forty seven US dollars with inflation from eighteen sixty until now is eighteen thousand one hundred and thirty eight dollars. Wow. I'm assuming that that's not perfect because obviously we're talking about the inflation of the pound in this particular case, but yeah. it's
1: gonna get us in the ballpark. Right. But that's uh that's still significant.
0: Just for a recipe.
1: Yeah. That is definitely a, really a significant number, and I think what's a little more impressive when you think about it in that time period.
0: So something else to note here. So I, I mean, it, a little bit it continues. So black malt was the only roast malt produced at the time. So this beer is made only using only pale malt and black. You know, I have read a bunch of stuff recently um, about
2: uh, like similar recipes where they the coloring was done straight from from black patent. Okay. That's I mean so that's it that's it pretty much explains kind of how smooth it is it doesn't have um a ton of or rather they doesn't have the not, not the smoothness but the I say lack of roast it has the one um roasted barley in it and that's it
0: yeah I mean this is damn good like and uh I wouldn't be surprised if you know somebody stole the recipe out of Guinness and sold it. No, it definitely to somebody has. in the United States in the 19th century. <laughs> it definitely has uh, Guinness Guinness qualities to it.
1: Absolutely, I agree. Um, definitely could be a cousin, you know, of of Guinness. It lacks that creaminess, though, that comes with Guinness.
2: Yeah, but I think most of the time we have Guinness. It's, it's on nitro, so that's probably yeah. what, what's adding it. If we had Guinness without nitro, I would love to find a way to get Guinness without nitro and. I like this because all the bottle from what I I'm pretty all... sure
0: that's just Guinness for an extra stout, isn't it? Oh, I yeah, yeah. I've never had
1: that. That's interesting. Um, which uh, now that I think about it, if I, if that's what it is and I've had, and I have had that, it's not nearly as good. <laughs> it's just not nearly as good. It's, it's just, and maybe it's, it's all the other stuff that goes with, you know, with the marketing and everything else for Guinness, but just, I think they've got a pretty darn perfect beer together there. Um, <coughs> Alright there, buddy? Yeah, I'm good. (laughs) Don't try to breathe the beer, man. You have weak lungs. You can't breathe beer. Oh, I might feel like the canary in the coal mine. But, the way, um, I really like it. I would really enjoy, like, to try this on Nitro. And. I would also. Mark just poured out the next beer, and it's cascading like it's on Nitro.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's why I picked it up to take another look at it. I was like, wait a minute, what's going on there? That's
1: pretty crazy. Would you be so kind? I would be so um, kind. I'm gonna it, give it. I'm gonna give this. Did we do it, Mark? Did you give this one a rating? yet?
0: Uh, no, we did not. actually. All right.
1: Well, I'll give this one a rating of. I think I'm gonna stick with a. I want more than a pint, but I think I'm gonna have to go with pint. Um, the hop presence is a little bit. I think the hop presence is a little bit stronger in this one than in the brown, and I think I'm only gonna want a pint of it, and then I'm gonna
0: move to the next one but it's
1: still absolutely outstanding beer
0: what do you got mark i i don't really i don't i don't taste 70 ibus in that beer honestly uh and <clears throat> yeah i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna call that a bomber it's a solid bomber for me i drink two of those i could probably drink more than that but i don't know if it's quite a growler so we'll stick with the bomber yeah, I was wrestling with the same thing. I'm. I'm also going to go bomber.
2: I don't get quite uh, the the um, uh, seventy IBUs. I definitely don't get, and that, that I didn't catch too much of the hops. I definitely didn't didn't nail the, uh, the, the
1: which hops were used. That was that was baller move. No, I I don't think it's I don't think it's I, not that it's overpowering on the hops. I'm right. just saying that it's just a slightly bit more pronounced to me than I really want it to be, and that's all for me. Yeah. But I was really close to being in the bomber spot with you guys.
0: What's up next? So, the last one that we have here from Brewport is their Diner Time Stout, which is 5.5% alcohol, and there is 20 IBUs of Willamette. Ooh. Okay. Will- I li- I like Willamette! I like Willamette,
2: mostly
1: because every time we bring it up, you do that. <laughs> oh. This one, um, for I guess it was just from the way it was canned, and then you poured it out, because Mark apparently had a Ton of head on there. And I have like an ice cream float going on, and I've got nothing. I I poured yours and, lovingly, and yeah, well, Justin was very gentle. Yeah,
0: but. well, mine, being the first, was a very aggressive pour because yeah. the crowlers apparently are filled right up to underneath the cap. So even when you crack them, like every out. every one of these that I've cracked open, beer has flown everywhere <laughs> from the tab being pushed into it.
1: Oh. I poured a little bit more on top of mine with a little more aggressively to get that. Kevin had head envy. I did. I had head envy, and but now I've got some more. Head. You gotta pay double for that kind of action cotton. <laughs> I love that. I'm sorry. I got no good comeback for it.
0: But it's a really nice dark tan color. Risky strategy from average Joe's. Let's see how it plays
1: out for them. You won't be able to see very well, Cotton. Um, also, very completely black. And what's uh? What do you guys think on the nose? I'm not getting a whole it's lot. It's got
0: the. Uh, it has the least. Uh, there's still roast, but it's so the 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 Hanley Porter had less roast aroma than the the Barrett Brothers Brown. This has even less roast aroma than Hanley's Porter, but there's still a little bit of roast there.
1: Yeah, there's definitely. Definitely less roast, but more of the coffee note that comes through. I think so, at least.
2: I'm getting not on of the nose. Yeah.
1: Um,
2: I did take a sip though, and uh, the co- I think the coffee comes through strong in the sip.
0: Oh yeah, and I think yeah, it, it does. it's really yeah. smooth too. It's nice. Yeah,
2: it's a little uh, little bit astringent for me, like a little bit on the back of my tongue, but it. I mean, again, for a beer that has coffee in it, I feel like this is appropriate. This is what it's what's supposed to, to happen. This is definitely a coffee-forward beer.
0: All right, yeah, I can see what you're saying there, but I've also gotten to the point where I don't put any sugar in my coffee at all, so this is sweeter and less bitter than that. <laughs> yes, so, I, I would agree with that statement.
1: I agree, it's sweeter and less bitter than black coffee, but almost like when you go to a diner and you get that cup of coffee that's maybe been sitting in the pot a little too long, or they haven't washed the pot properly, you know, they just gave it the rinse, and then brewed the next cycle, it gets that kind of oily, acidic flavor in the back, and I picked that up at the end of the sip, kind of like what Justin was mentioning. On the back of the tongue, it really stung, and said like, hey, here it is, this is it, it's, it's not good coffee, it's just coffee, here you go. Pour it in your mug, get the hell out of here. It's curb stomping the back of my tongue right now. Yeah. It's really, that astringency, that's a good word for it there. that's is really assertive on it, I think.
2: Yeah, and also, I mean, again, for the, anybody who's new, I, I don't even drink coffee. So, but I tend to like coffee and beer. In um, this case, I think that, uh, I don't know, it,
0: it's a little too assertive for me. Well, let me read you the flavor text here because uh, I, you know, the criticism that you laid at this beer, I think, is kind of what they were aiming for.
2: Oh, I'm sure. I'm 100% sure that it is.
0: So, the, this coffee stout is a tribute to all those late-night diner runs after the latest great night out. Named in memory of the late, great Bridgeport Flyer Diner in Bridgeport, uh, on Bridgeport Avenue in Milford, Connecticut, if that's not confusing enough. <laughs> uh, we toast you and old diners like you. That, look, that took in our tired, our hungry, and our slightly inebriated diner time coffee stout has just the right mix of the great old-time stout flavor and eye-opening coffee. Gently hopped and pain- painstakingly aged, we give you a balanced approach to the style. A blend of malt and coffee in the aroma gives way to hints of black malt that poke through as you sip. Then the coffee flavor brings you home like diner coffee. Well, they, they that was they also gave us a tome, of flavor text. <laughs> We're gonna have
2: yeah, to get in there. yeah. They
0: they uh, there there's still a couple more sentences here. Uh, do, you, do you want to keep going? Uh, now you're awake and ready for a couple of pints of this delicious stout. I still can hear my friends in the back seat urging me, "Dude, come on, it's diner time."
2: All right. Um, I, I was, I was sure because of diner time, coffee's that name, that this is exactly what they were going for. Um, I think they hit it. They crushed it. I mean, they definitely crushed din- diner coffee and, and made uh exactly what they were trying to do, which is kind of the point of, of brewing beer. So they, they killed it. I just don't like it that much.
1: Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm going to second that. Like, I've had plenty of those nights that at the end of the night, you end up at the diner, um. You know, and you have that cup of coffee that kind of paints that image that I said before. And I think they hit that right on the head. But I think one of the things that you kind of forget is the reason you're drinking that coffee is because you need to stay awake long enough to get your ass home. Yeah. And not because it's really good. Um, It's just to get you by. And it's the fact that you're enjoying an awesome night out and you're celebrating with friends that makes those experiences a good time. Not necessarily this flavor, um, which is a shame because I really want to like it, and maybe I'm just projecting the other coffee and stout combos that I've had onto it. But for me, this one's just going to be a taster, and I gotta, and I'm going to have to pass on the rest of it. Yeah, I
2: kind of want to give it a pint, mostly because I, like I said, I think they they killed it the, with their the what they were trying to go for, but. I can't do it. I gotta go. I gotta go taste her also. But again, perfect. Perfect for for the style they're going for. It's a pint for me. Solid pint. Sounds good. So, do we want to review the crawlers? Being that this is the first time we've ever encountered crawlers, I want to know about the. Uh, did you see them fill it? Like, was it filled on? Demand? No,
0: I think they pre-fill these because of demand. So, like, they just have a certain stockpile of crawlers like, ready to go. Uh, I was actually going to bring back their cute fat kid, which is uh, English Barley Wine.
1: Oh, you see, that, thought that, about
0: that, me, right? Oh, I was
1: I was going to say, that's me, man. Clearly that's me. I'm much cuter than
0: you. <laughs> uh, but they, they had run out of crawlers of that, so I, I don't remember which one. I think that I ended up with the Barrett Brothers Brown in place of that.
1: Well,
0: if I... I'm sorry about that.
1: Banging on the uh, mic here. Um, If I'm recalling properly, I think they have these available at um, Great South Bay.
2: They either do or they're working on it. Last time I was
1: there in the back of the bar, right. I definitely saw a couple
2: empty crawlers chilling out. So I don't know if they were yeah. like something they were doing recon yeah. on. Or. Yeah,
0: I'm not sure if they're this, they, if they're this size. Yeah, or they that's have the only the, size uh, that you have crawlers. I remember something vaguely. Well,
1: just a tall boy can is what I was going to finish saying. Like
0: well, yeah, but so like they had been using the crawler filler, and then I think they ran into some like stupid legal hurdle in yeah, New York. In York, New York, thing. York. Where, like, it counted as packaging or something, and they okay. didn't have the proper licensing in order to do that, gotcha. so they stopped using but, it. But
1: they can fill cans because I know Great South Bay does cans. Yeah. Because I, I've seen again, guys walk in there, they get a pint, and then they leave with a whole flat of, of six packs. Oh, of, yeah. It's like Jetty Cream Ale. Of, Je- of Jetty and uh, Field Five. Right. Yeah. Uh,
0: I, like, I, it. Weird legal hurdles is all I can say.
1: And I have seen, I've definitely seen staff members fill them unlabeled and take them with them. Yeah, I, <laughs> I I've, I've seen that. And I'm like, all right, that's a good deal, right? Finish work, but take a can home with you. I could deal with that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, we were, you know, obviously the first time encountering them, the first thing I thought about, and obviously I'm stupid, because I thought that a Crowler would be resealable. It makes no sense. It's a can, it's just a giant can. Well, I don't know why I would think that, but you're getting 32 ounces of beer in a giant can, so if you're not going to get rid of it all in one shot, it's probably not the best thing, but obviously it doesn't break like glass. You can travel, like Kevin brought up, you can travel with them to beaches where you can't bring glass bottles, which is great. Um, I think there's a lot of good things about them, but it's a little bummer, a little bit of a bummer for me that I can't, you know, hang on to the beer for a little longer than the first time I open it.
1: Now, I remember seeing somewhere along the lines, and I'm not sure where it was, it was Probably one of those late night infomercials after I got home from the diner and just didn't want to pass out yet, um, that they had like caps for like the like, oh, like, a, yeah. like rubberized caps to, like go over like a can of uh, like a can of vegetables if you didn't finish it or something like that. It works for Coke, yeah. Yeah, I feel like you could get one of those and just get the little rubberized cap and just slip <laughs> it over here a little little cro- little uh, crowler condom, just uh, flip it on top. And right there, there We're we go, that's have, the name for it. We're on, making them. Hold on, I have to see if that URL exists. <laughs> Crowlocan yeah. Listen, if you come up with I am not responsible for any weird shit <laughs> that pops up on your browser or what list you end up on because of this. No. This does not exist. We have to we have to commit commence R and D right now. Okay. We have to pause the podcast while we do R and D. As long as we can put the little uh our little sailing beer uh logo on top of it, I think we gotta I think we got a winner.
0: Merch, merch, merch.
1: Yeah, <laughs> everybody loves the merch. <laughs> uh, overall, I'm I'm really pleased. Uh, overall, I'm really pleased with the three beers that we tried today. And the next time that I'm that I'm on the ferry, I think I'm going to try to make a little extra time in my day so that I can stop there and maybe ta- have a beer, hang out at the place and figure out what kind of terrible pizza that they're trying to pass off as something else. And I'm that's, sure. just, my, that's my, just my pretentious New Yorker going out there and just realizing that nowhere else makes nearly as good as pizza. And That's just the bottom line. I, I have had Mystic Pizza that I enjoyed. I have had Pizza
2: Connecticut that I enjoyed. There's just been a couple of times, two I can think of in particular, that, and obviously nothing to do with, uh, with the Were they report. both in New Haven? Oh, yeah. Actually, of course parts they of them were in New Haven. Yeah. There was a bad scene. It was uh it was made worse by other people
0: that I was with but the pizza wasn't great either.
1: So that's a story for a different time exactly yeah uh, I'm just
0: gonna direct all the hate mail that we get yeah to, to to you I'm not I'm not dealing with it
2: that's fine that's cool um I wanted to ask did, other than the cute fat kid which was definitely me um which uh, which uh, what did was there anything else on tap that uh, that that caught your eye or maybe even past beers maybe you saw
0: no, I mean, like, they make a, like, a craft root beer in-house. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, there was some other things that, I mean, so they, they had their IPA, their double IPA, um, and their session IPA, but, uh, the only other thing that they had was a Blood Orange Blonde. Mmm. Yeah, I wasn't about to buy Blood orange blonde. I know you weren't. Yeah, I know. that's so, not your. No, I'm, I'm into it. That, but that's interesting.
1: That blood orange blonde pops up after I mention uh Great South Bay, who has a pretty well known blood orange uh, pale ale. Right. That gets quite a bit of traction every year. Is that a constant one? I don't even know if that's one of their constant. I think it I'm is. Sure. I think it might be. At this point, it probably is. But I know that one gets a lot of uh, a lot of circulation on the island.
0: Yeah, I mean, as far as the crawlers go, though, circling back. Yeah. Circle of the wagons. I think they have their place. Definitely have their place. uh, For, you know, typical use, though, I would prefer glass over the can. But, yeah, they they definitely have their place. I mean, look at it this way. I bought these two weeks ago and we're drinking the beer. It's still carbonated. still tastes good.
2: Honestly, it doesn't taste like, you know, probably when they put it in the can because, you know, it's completely sealed. So.
0: Yeah, I agree that if you're
2: going to uh, hang on, have to hang on to your beer for a little longer, the growler is not the uh, the best option,
1: but the crowler is. And once we make the resealable we'll top, bam! Crow- crowler condoms. You heard it here first. Exactly, trademark, registered trademark, yeah. copyright. Just because we said so. Yeah, I'm going to use one of those fake copyrights where I mail something to myself. <laughs> I don't know how much it's gonna help us, but you can mail away.
2: No, you never heard about that? No, I know. Yeah,
1: if you mail it to yourself you basically use it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, but it's completely fake. Yeah. Yeah. Hold, no, hold no water. That case does not hold water because today is apparently quote day. <laughs>
2: Why? Well, I, I, I'm here testing. And, and, and earlier, while I, while we were we were uh, ripping, uh, or actually it wasn't while we were ripping apart, but while we were beginning to build Mark steps, we uh, I, I quoted uh, dead on balls accurate from uh, <laughs> Marissa Tomei, the champ. Dead
1: on balls accurate.
2: So. I think that uh, Brewport was a success, as was uh, our latest visit to Dubco, but it wasn't just for drinking. So Mark and I got a chance to go down there for an off flavor tasting event, and uh, I think Mark's going to tell us about it.
0: Yeah, it was, uh, I was really kind of uh, excited to see that they were going to be doing it. and Because it's one of those things that I've wanted to do for a while, but the cost of the kits that you can buy... Is so cost prohibitive for an individual person that's wanting to do this. What do
1: they run about?
0: There, it's like four hundred dollars for Damn, your six son. for, for Damn, hey, your man. six typical off flavors. I'm
1: paying six. paying four hundred just to ruin beer,
2: right? <laughs> just to back things up a little bit. The off flavor tasting is um, essentially drinking some some beer that's made shitty on purpose. So Correct. yeah, so you're you're we're learning. Mark and I learned about. Typical flavors in beer that come from poor packaging or poor storage. Errors in, well, and errors in fermentation. Right, and errors in, and errors in fermentation. And we did this because we wanted to learn more about home brewing. But there were other people there who were actually going to take um, the Cicerone class um, classes and and to get certified in serving beer. And um, you could also use this for um, becoming a BJCP judge.
0: Yeah, the, there's definitely overlap there as far as uh, learning those all flavors. But uh, Brad and Chris, uh, well, mostly Brad gave uh, a very good presentation going over the basics of it good and leading and leading us through the tasting. Uh, being that it was the his his first time giving this kind of class, uh, and it was it was good. They uh, they gave us a control beer of uh, a session IPA that was a pro am beer that they had done as part of. Uh, was it Homebrew Alley? I forget.
2: I think that's what it was. I wish I could remember the guy's name because it was a, a very um, solid IPA. It wasn't. Uh, it was, it was a, enjoyable. Well, it was a
0: session IPA. Yeah. So yeah, lower on the alcohol. The you know, hops weren't to the point where like I was like I, I this is the wrong beer. Can I have something else? No, it was pretty. It was it was solid. I enjoyed it. But it was it was great because we had we had the control beer and then we've got we got you know tastings of. The same beer, and each one had uh, a different off flavor in it. So we started with uh, DMS, correct? Yes.
1: So give me the brief version. DMS is what?
0: So DMS is uh, a compound that's formed uh, by the interaction of so barley has precursor compounds in it. Okay. That will become DMS. if they're not boiled off
1: okay so barley will not taste good if you don't boil it off the right way correct english translation got it
0: and so what it tastes like is uh to me the way the thing that i've always related it to is canned corn so you know that like kind of metallic sort of taste that you get in canned corn it's been a little while since i've had canned corn but yeah i think i remember the
1: one that you're talking about
0: yeah so like that is straight up what dms is and that's what i've always like i the tinny I,
1: are you talking about the tinny kind of taste yeah
0: yeah in in like the background and i okay, think I i'm the one i about. think i'm super sensitive to it but because like i always know if like somebody gives me canned corn like i'm like this is canned corn like no thanks but uh
2: i only serve you frozen corn don't worry
0: yeah yeah, you better.
2: the uh, The interesting part for me was, I mean, that's the classic flavor, and I, I couldn't taste it at all. I could not. I, I I've no. eaten canned corn my whole life. Frankly, most of the time that I've ever had corn, it's been canned, and um, I I just don't get that at all. But what was it? What was nice was to talk to everyone to see what it, maybe somebody else tasted something different about one of the compounds, or there was even mouthfeel differences. Like for me with dimethyl dimethyl sulfide, which is the MS. Yeah, it um the my tongue. Uh, I got, like, a, a stringent feeling on my tongue where I could feel each individual taste bud. It was almost like somebody kind of, like, shocked my tongue a little bit. Okay. And it started to open up my mind to, okay, well, just because I don't taste the same thing as someone else doesn't mean I can't identify these flavors in a way that I know, which is, you know, again, Brad mentioned it right at the beginning, like, you might not get these classic flavors, but
1: find the thing that makes you remember it. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. That it's, it's, ha- it's here's something that's occurring, and think about what you experience. And to me, I think that's a really just kind of the basis of tasting beer in general. You know, you you think you taste it and you say, okay, this is what it is. This is what I'm experiencing. Now, let me look at what they're telling me this is. Okay. Now I have a name for that experience for that thing. I can file that away and try to remember it. And the only problem with beer is that usually you're inebriating yourself <laughs> while you're trying to remember stuff. So it's a little bit counterproductive, but I understand exactly what you're saying there. Yeah, that's a... It was... Especially for me, I, I didn't know a
2: lot about these compounds going in. Mark knew much more.
0: And that, yeah, and that's mainly just for me, having listened to Home Brewing Podcast for four years now. Right, exactly. But it, for us to
2: be kind of on the same page and almost up to speed together, I think is, you know, definitely speaks to... The, the the whole concept of the tasting and also how well uh um, really Brad ran it and explained it.
0: Yeah, they definitely let us through it properly and just to try and run through the, the other five kinda of quick. Uh next was uh Diacetyl, which is your classic movie theater buttered pop like fake buttered popcorn.
2: Yeah, when they when they when they said that, I was like there's no way it tastes like buttered popcorn. And at least again, like they over the, the amount put in the in the the amount of the compound put in each of the beers, the, the uh, testing was enough where you were definitely going to taste it. Like oh, it wasn't I would good.
1: imagine, so it's dramatic. Yeah. Like, hey, here it is. Look at it. Wave a flag. Right. Flash so you, so you know you're
2: getting it, and you can learn from it. And yeah. Then, it was, yeah.
0: They they were solidly into the flavor threshold. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And,
2: it, and it was mouthfeel, everything. Just like popcorn. <laughs> it was really freaky. That's
1: that's crazy, but also sounds really gross. Uh, it was not as not much good. as I love buttered popcorn at uh, at the movie theater. That sounds terrible. What was the one with uh, you guys mentioned that there was one that's uh, tastes like wet cardboard?
0: So that's trans 2 nonanol, and that is uh, produced. It basically that's an oxidized flavor. So the beer was exposed to oxygen, your airlock ran dry, or you know, you splashed around too much during okay. packaging. And basically, I mean, for me, like. You hear white cardboard a lot as a descriptor, but for me, and, uh, I think it was Jen, Jen from Dubco? I forget. One of of the, one of the employees from Dubco was like, this tastes like licking a Post-it. Right. I was like, Uh, The glue flavor? Yeah. And I was like, oh, you know what? Yeah, yeah, it tastes like, it tastes like licking an envelope. That's exactly what this tastes like.
1: Okay. And I know that flavor exactly, um. I think any guy that's got married and their wife has handed them all the envelopes to seal knows, has had that flavor embedded into their brain forever. I had to golf while we were doing that. Of course had you to. had to golf.
0: I used to wet paper towel.
1: Well, I feel kind of like a moron right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, I got him done. I was a trooper. Good job. I feel done now.
0: Er. So, uh... Finishing out, so trans to all, again. That that's an error in handling and packaging. Okay. So the
1: oxidation. They said it is correct. Okay. I'm trying to get it all, um, get to get this all from you, like, you know, um, osmosis here. You know, trying to absorb it off of you here. No problem. Which I got to say, you guys, kudos to you. You're uh, you're doing this all from memory here, unless Justin's got it on his little, no. little screen there. No, I don't. So I, kudos, know. good job. You guys paid attention. Nice job, Brad teaching them. <laughs> Absolutely. All uh, right, so what's the next one?
0: So the the last error in fermentation is acetaldehyde, which okay. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. But uh, gen- okay. like the most common description that you'll hear from people is it tastes like green apple, like Granny Smith or sour apple.
1: Okay, but this is in a negative way. Yeah. Correct. Because I know we've come across sour beers that have very much a green apple kind of flavor and it's seen as a positive
0: yeah so when you have acetaldehyde i had an extra element that time didn't i oh well i, I don't
2: even know anyway
0: know it's so usually it's produced uh, by the yeast during fermentation when they're stressed so you didn't start off with enough yeast or it's too hot or there's not enough nutrients in there or there's too high of an alcohol content. They're not happy for whatever the reason. Cuz you're not playing Kenny G and letting them do yoga, man. You got to keep those yeast de-stressed. Okay. And anyway, I so So you don't like Kenny G is what you're saying. I yeah, I don't know. Cuz
1: soothing tones would relax those yeast so fast. They produce alcohol like nobody's business. Just saying. We should try that.
0: No nice. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so.
1: <laughs> wow, I didn't think it was that, that bad, Oh my God, the
0: computer got very angry.
1: <laughs> All right, no more KDG, I got it. I... <laughs> the
2: error message came up, tell Kevin to shut the fuck
0: up. So, th- this is one of those phantoms, so, you know, I had submitted the Blondell that I made to a uh, LABME competition, and it it got hammered for having this character in it. And I I kept going back and drinking more and trying to find this green apple character in there. I'm not entirely sure it was ever there. Uh, But I think the most accurate description that actually came from Brad, and I've never heard it before for this particular flavor, is raw pumpkin. And by that, I mean you got a pumpkin to carve for Halloween... You and you just cut the top off of it and you stuck your nose in there and you took a deep breath. That's exactly what this smells like to me.
2: Okay. Yeah, I once he said that, I even got the uh, it's hard to say the flavor of canned pumpkin because it really doesn't taste like much, but the, the little bit that you taste that
0: you do get that's kind of what I got when I was drinking it.
2: That was a tough one for me, too.
0: Like, yeah, I could definitely get an aroma that I knew was different from the control, but I. It didn't, to me, smell necessarily like Granny Smith apples. Okay. And when Brad said, you know, to me, this is straight up raw pumpkin. And I was like, oh, that's exactly what this is. Ding, ding,
1: ding. That's
2: actually almost exactly what I happened to. I heard a, oh, I got this.
0: So, uh, second to last, then we have... Uh, Bite struck. Yeah, Lightstruck, which is uh, skunked beer.
1: Been there on that one. Not fun.
0: Yeah, Not and fun. basically that's beer that has hops in it that has come into direct contact with sunlight. And if you've ever had a Heineken or you've drank a Corona without the lime in it, you know exactly what it tastes like. And when we say exactly, I mean it. Like, it's identical. To having
2: a Corona without, without. identical. That's three. We did three <laughs> Um With uh, uh, a Corona, it was amazing to me because Brad said it, said it, and I'm like, all right, I'm probably it's probably gonna taste a little bit like a Corona, and I had a sip of it, and I'm like, holy god, I'm 22, and I'm on the beach, and I don't know even what to do with this beer, but I'm gonna drink it. Then I'm like, I saw someone putting a lime in it, and I understood why.
0: Yeah. Also, pro tip: if you find yourself in possession of Heineken and you have to drink it, stick a lime in there. Yeah, that will help just like he does with Corona. That was a great gem that Brad gave us, too.
1: It makes perfect sense. Well, I'll, um, I'll share the, uh, the story with the listeners as well that I told you guys earlier. Is One point in college, we had extra limes after we had finished all the Coronas. So rather than throw the limes out, we just started shoving limes into any beer that we could find. And we found that uh, lime in a Labatt Blue wasn't completely terrible either.
2: I love lime. So you can probably put lime in mm.
1: just about anything. I'm going to drink it. You know, it, it kind of created that same, it the, this flavor was very much similar. But it was just, hey, this here, here it is. It's a mass market lager. It's really not that great. The lime kind of gives it a balanced flavor to it. And, okay, go for it. You can drink it. But I'm completely jealous that I uh, that I was still out of town for that. I wish I had gotten a chance to uh, join you. But you guys said that there's they're doing another run of it.
0: Yeah, Correct. in in uh, July, well, so
2: yeah, it's, it's on uh, the. I, I got a notification on Untapped about
1: it. Well, I'm gonna have to keep my ear to the ground and see if I can uh, get in on that one. What,
0: what's the sixth one, Justin? Though what we've infected. Oh
1: right, um, yeah. which we were all
2: frightened about because we were we were told that it tasted horrific.
0: I mean, they like certainly meaty, can. right
1: isn't that the the phrase they use meaty for that?
0: No, usually like stomach bile. Yeah.
2: Ooh. <laughs> But it's I'll, even be on, worse. I'll be honest. If I mean, obviously, and again, everybody tastes it different because I, I believe I'm, I'm not. I'm pretty sure Brad like couldn't even like he couldn't even really taste it. Like I mean, he not really couldn't taste it. He couldn't really drink the beer. Like it was horrific, like yeah. awful to him. It was awful to a couple of people. a couple of people. For me, I would have drank the beer. I would have finished a pint of beer with yeah. that flavor in it. I mean, again, obviously, depending upon the level of infection you have, I imagine it could taste a lot worse.
0: Yeah, uh, t- to the. The best combination of flavors that I could put to you there was, like, melted butter mixed with vinegar.
1: That sounds so incredibly horrible. Yeah, but you know what's funny? You, you When you said when you said bile, I'm imagining one of those times that you belch and it kind of,
0: you get a little reflux. A little, 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 little burpy.
1: Yeah, it kind of comes back up a little it bit. It can
0: definitely get there, but, uh, you know, the flavor package that they gave us, it, it was not. Not that extreme? Yeah. Yeah, Reluctive. I would have drank it
2: and just thought something was off with it. Like yeah, I knew it would
0: have known something was wrong,
2: but he, but
1: again, you had to drink it anyway.
2: Yeah, now that we know the, but now that like again, we're able to at least identify these things. We have an idea of what went wrong with it, and um, I believe and, uh, that Brad had uh, offered to potentially come on here and talk about the off flavor tasting, maybe do one with us. And also, I'd love to ask him a lot of questions about Cicerone. So we'll see if uh, we'll I'd see if we can to make that I'd love happen. To hang out with definitely, Brad yeah, definitely no pressure. Catch on. Up with that. Definitely no no pressure on it, but we'll see what we can do. Brad,
1: I know you're listening. Intent <laughs> nudge nudge. <laughs>
0: so i mean we didn't talk about that at all but uh so uh, you know and justin and i and kevin too if we can work this out we're gonna see if we ourselves can become certified beer servers in the cicerone program which is essentially a uh beer companion to a Malier. and i said that oddly i don't know why i'm tired it's french it's
1: weird all the time don't worry about it's it
0: <laughs> Sounds like you're really excited about it, too. Yay! Yay-ya. Yeah, yeah.
2: Some yay-ya. Yeah, yeah. I want to hear a little Wade say that.
0: <laughs> so, in our in our quest to bring you better, more educated beer knowledge, we're going to try and learn ourselves some. So, uh, we'll update you on if and when we have any success. In we're going to get me some learning. we need some fancy beer book learning. <laughs> I'm going to learn you with one arm tied behind my back. <laughs> All right. This is Devolve. First <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you,
2: Dub Sawyer. <laughs> I want to thank Brad and Chris uh, once more. They were uh, really uh, great, and they gave us some beer to drink even afterwards, and we let it, let it, all of us hang out in the brewery. It was it was a great time. And uh, yeah, and yeah. Uh,
0: shout out to Luke. I think it was the uh, intrepid drinker that finished all six of his.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> off samples. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he uh, slammed his off samples and then He bright. stacked the cups
0: yeah. and then he looked around the table and was like, Oh, am I the only one that finished them? And we we're like, Yes. <laughs> yes. <Yeah.
2: laughs> and also shout out to uh I believe it's Mike and Jack for hanging out with in the, hanging out with us in the back, even though uh Jack Jack uh, is a fan of Lawn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So uh cheers to
0: Dubco and uh Thanks for listening. Cheers. If you enjoyed Beertastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com on Facebook at wwwfacebookcom beertasticvoyage and Twitter and Instagram at Beertastic show or send them a good old-fashioned email at beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and cheers for local beers.